Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Waiting List Podcast. So this is probably the longest introduction I'm going to give somebody because it's pretty amazing what this next guest has done. By the time he graduated, he had founded a digital marketing agency, founded an e-commerce group, hit 1 million in sales, grew an audience of 45,000, worked with international celebrities and brands, and he has consulted many successful brands and individuals and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on and on. But honestly, I met him recently and he is very humble. He is super humble, very easygoing and probably one of the most chilled people I've met in Hong Kong. So our <laughs> guest today is Chris Chung. <laughs> well, Thank you for having me. You guys are, you're, you're, you're too, you're way too kind. Yeah, but it's pretty amazing because you did all this like just before graduating or during your time in uni, right? Yeah. And during. me and Dan did basically nothing, even <laughs> post, post uni. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so yeah. So first, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where did you grow up and uh, how did you end up in Hong Kong? And um, So I was born in L.A. I mm. grew up here. Um, so half of my family is spent, uh, my grandparents, my uncles, my aunts are all based in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up here. So I did um, international school here. But every kind of summer or Christmas, I'd be back in the States. That was all the way up until I was probably like 18 or so. Um, and then after I graduated from Hong Kong, I did a year in Australia and then three years in London. Um, and kind of during that time when I was in Australia was when I kind of started doing a little bit more digital work, a little bit more Instagram content creation. And that's kind of how it all started. Mm. So when you were in Australia, because I mean, yeah. I really struggled with this when I started, I didn't start on my Instagram, my friend made my account and was like, she just wanted one extra follower. So it's like, whatever, you can just <laughs> control my Instagram, right? But how were you like, as a person, were you very confident? And were you like, yeah, sure, I'm gonna just start Instagram more? No, so I kind of did it out of like, the way that I, I approached it was like, how do you make money with this? Okay. So Hong Kong was like a little slower in the sense of I'm still I'm sure like Hong Kong is still it's catching up, but it's still kind of behind where like when there was I think we were having this chat the other day where like you have this term influencers globally. There wasn't a term called influencers in Hong Kong until like maybe like two, three years later. And then they called it KOLs. Mm. Um, so when I was in Australia, I was seeing like Australian um, influencers make money. I was seeing uh, there was this group of like younger teenagers well well late kind of late teens 20s um in the uk that was making a lot of money online through like youtube instagram this and other um youtube was absolutely it was huge people that were like vlogging daily they were like having a vlog channel and then they had a main channel where they create like challenges um so i was seeing how like they were all making all that money so actually my first thought was to be a youtuber because i was Mm -hmm. like oh maybe maybe you can make some money that way yeah I bought all this stuff and then I sat in front of a camera and recorded this video and it was so awkward for me. It was um, just very, very uncomfortable being having a script. You think of ideas and this, that, and other, and it just, it just didn't feel right. So Instagram was still in this very like infancy phase. Um, 
So I was like, maybe I should do if if video didn't work, photography. There was no videos on Instagram. It was mm-hmm. just pure square grids, you know, yeah. um, no DMs, no nothing. Yeah. Um, I was like, if I did that, maybe maybe that would work better. So um, that's what I tried to do with like photos and um, and and that just kind of spiraled where like it, it worked better. Good, mm-hmm. Daniel. Yeah, I would start off right. Um, what did you major in? I was doing media and communications. So it's like whatever that just gets me by. <laughs> okay. So like Long Long gave you uh yeah, a very nice intro. Like fantastic CV intro, amazing stuff you've achieved. Too kind. Um and she also mentioned that, you know, we were doing like sweet FA, you know, in that period after we graduated. But do you think that your education geared you up to uh what you went on to do? Like, did you need it? No. Yeah. So how do you see like the education system now? How do you view that? Um, I think it's very important, especially if you're if you're like trying to be a doctor or an engineer. I would hope so if you're <laughs> gonna operate on me that you're actually certified in order to do so and you're an actual yeah. doctor, you went to like yeah. you know, 10 years of medical school in order to do so. But um, if you're trying to do something which is like out of the realm where like you're starting your own business, you're doing um, the digital stuff you're doing. I feel like this is the education right now. It's just so vastly and, and widely accessible where if you're spend the time and effort, you can learn everything online. Um, so I feel like the long story short is if you're studying to become something that's like requires you to study and like with math or engineers or doctors then i would say it's, it's very very important but if you're doing something where it's like art maybe maybe cooking maybe um digital stuff maybe i i don't think it's as necessary but the one thing that i think it's very very important is when you go to a really good school um, especially during like your your high school and um like, like secondary school, high school, maybe even so in college, I, I see people, I have friends that have like different experiences, but it's like the friends that you become with are so important. I feel like knowing the right people that opens the right doors are very, very important. Um, and being at the right place and the right time in order to develop those relationships has really um, paid off for myself. Um, and I see that for a lot of like friends and family as well. Okay. Okay. So how would you say like those relationships that you forged at a certain time then came good at a later time? So I was fortunate enough to go to um, good schools like during my um, uh, like primary, secondary, high school, um, all up until like 18. And afterwards, is I wasn't too much focused on academics. I was just kind of going in and out in order to complete my degree. But during my time where like up until 18, I feel like people, because the prerequisite in order to get into certain schools is it's, it, it's expensive. And then everyone that can pay that price usually have like, uh, their, their family is doing their own business or they're into a, um, different industry. So the friends that you become with, as you grow together, some step into that family business. Mm-hmm. Some people then take over and like is integrated with the family where they take on a major role in order to operate this such business. And when you have relationships, which are like good relationships. And the thing about like growing up with these people is like when you meet them, they were never transactional. Mm-hmm. It's not like meeting people nowadays where like you, you feel like, oh, is there like 
an ulterior motive? Are they trying to meet me in order to do this, that, and other? Back then, it's just because we both like playing basketball or whatnot. So we just did that every single day. Um, moving forward, when when people are stepping into like like the society and actually into integrating into like this working culture now, when you have people in different realms, it just allows you access uh, because I forged such relationships in order to do either partnerships or or bigger things, or they because they're well connected as well, so they can make necessary introductions for other people. And I feel like Hong Kong is such a tight, especially in Hong Kong, since we're all here, um, it's such a tight knitted group where everyone knows everyone. You're, I, I think there's a saying where like you're only like six or seven connections away from every single person on earth, but I feel like Hong Kong is like yeah. you're one person off always. So I'm sure you and I have a ton of mutual friends, especially yeah. if we're chatting yeah. off camera. Lolong and I have yeah. a ton of mutual friends. Um, yeah. And it's just the way that it is. So being in the right kind of circle, and if you're able to provide value to everyone that's around you, then yeah. people naturally gravitate and you'll be able to like help each other and everyone's beneficial. Okay. So what you're saying yeah. is that basically the education system is beneficial from the alumni point of view, but not the actual educational point of view dependent on what you're trying to be and what you're trying to study but yes okay. yeah okay. I have a question about this because I feel like we had somewhat of a similar upbringing in terms of middle school high school my school was also an uh, international school and everybody was a somebody right yes I think the difference I mean and the thing I want to know is when you did finally think okay I want to do something and do this did you say hey guys help me out because I struggled with asking anyone for help like I knew this person could help me out this person could just link me up but I was just like nah I can't ask feel bad so I would yeah. I never asked anyone which were my peers for help um but I soon learned that like the quickest way in order to achieve what you want to achieve is mm -hmm. to ask somebody this is something I learned from one of my mentors is like, ask somebody who's already gotten there and ask for the directions that someone that's already in the position that you want to be in and okay. ask for directions because they then tell you yeah, if they're like older or not, they, they're much very willing to share. If you like come with a humble approach yeah, to share, it's like, this is exactly the five mistakes that I make. Don't make the same mistakes. And then you don't have to pay the same dummy tax that they paid already. And you can right. achieve that in a faster duration. And I'm sure because they're in the position that where you want to be, they've got the introductions in order to make for you if you approach it the right way. So I didn't ask uh, my peers that time, that time because a lot of them essentially went into either their family business or they went to like the traditional corporate world where it's like banking or like yeah. lawyer, this, that, and other. Yeah. So it wasn't the right, like there's not a lot of people from like at least my school that are in the same sort of industry that I'm in. Mm -hmm. um but as i grew older and now i ask everyone because mm -hmm. everyone loves to share and yeah. it's just if you ask nicely they'll share so like why you why would you like shoot yourself in your own foot and like not ask if they're willing to share but there's no harm okay and then how did you find this mentor because like oprah is not replying me <laughs> 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 Seriously uh, though, Long, have you actually written to Oprah? No. Uh, Do you well, DM I, her? No, but I'm taking tips from you, remember? I need to find a way to get her attention. Um, but yeah, how do you find a mentor? So I think it's, it, it, 
I feel like there's this thing where, see, this is mentor, like, um, what do you, what do we call it? Like, this is under misconception that people mm-hmm. have. It's like, if I'm in, men, if I'm in business, my mentor has to be like either Bill Gates or Elon Musk. Like it mm-hmm. has to be like people that are worth like hundreds of billions of dollars. A mentor could literally just be people that are just like five steps ahead of me or 10 mm-hmm. steps ahead of you. Just like bare. It doesn't have to be like some grand thing as long as they're like ahead in something that you appreciate you understand that they're doing something that you want to do they have the knowledge they have the skill they have the experience in order to get there then it's more so of just building that relationship so i think everyone's mentors is is different because you have different stages of your life and different um, things that you're looking to achieve at that stage of life mm-hmm. uh, but the way that i found um the, the person that I'm working with right now is um, I actually met him in person because he did a live event in Hong Kong at like a small meet and greet. Okay. We linked up and soon after we built that relationship. And then over time, I've always followed his work. So I like his work with the stuff that he does and the, his stories, background and everything. I spent time or developed that relationship. And now it's like five years down the line and he's a client of ours. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a client of his. So mm-hmm. it's like this mutual beneficial relationship where we both introduce business to each other. Um, he shares a lot of things that he's learned. He's like 50, like 55, 56. Yeah. So he's been through a lot more in the sense of like business experience. So like asking him for, oh, I've got this deal that's working out this way. How should I approach? Mm-hmm. You've structured this last time. What happened there? Yeah. Um, so, so asking for advice is just, just being open about it. That's the way that I approach it. But I think like the, the key point is not to, it, it doesn't, everyone asks is like, oh, Chris, how do you get yeah. in touch with this person or that yeah. person? It's uh-huh. you just figure out like, you know, the few people and figure out how do you either provide value? There's like a few ways, right? You provide value enough value where they want to interact in exchange. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. The second way is if you've got mon- if you've got money, then yeah. you pop chances are you can pay in yeah. order to get access, right? Yeah. If I pay you, <laughs> exactly. Okay. But the thing is like, the thing is like, you have to, you have to think in like their yeah. shoes, right? It's like, you want to, so people like it would DM and say like, oh, no, no, can I like buy you coffee? And then yeah. let's, I want to pick your brain on like, yeah. you know, a few watches yeah. I want to buy. Yeah. But what is it? It's only beneficial to them because if you think about it, why would Long Long just want to grab, grab a coffee? She can get her own coffee. So you have to like, you have to think in the sense of what is, what is in it for the other person. You can't don't, just don't give too many like tips out. Like, don't give too many tips <laughs> out, you know, because then those yeah, actually reply to those DMs, dude. Lola just keeps everyone on the, yeah. on the, on the request side. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no primary. It's yeah. just all on the request. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, but, uh, that's, that's, I was, I was like, I was listening to what Long just asked. Right. And, um, I think. You know, before you ask, feeling comfortable asking someone for help, I think a lot of people actually have a difficulty actually talking to a stranger. True. Right. And um, I remember when I was a kid and, you know, you know, talking to strangers as a kid is like, yeah, more difficult, I guess. But then I started to work, you know, quite early, at an early age. I was working at my mom's shop like at 14 or something. And then. I was constantly meeting the new people that were coming in, right? And you have to speak to them because it's a business, isn't it? So you you felt really forced. And whatever you felt embarrassed or anything, 
within like a day it had gone right and you get used to people talking to you in many different ways um but my mom at the time like off work you know she used to tell me and she said well if, if you don't ask you don't get mm -hmm. right and uh yeah it, it, like what is there to lose what's the worst that could happen so every time like i ever felt that feeling of uh, question marks coming in should i do it or should i not those were the two things that you know i guess have served me quite well and i go back to and then once you ask those two two things you're like oh fuck it just do it <laughs> right yeah exactly. and then you find your own way of communicating i think you know you have your own way of reaching out you know that matches your own personality and then, you know, like, I'm sure it's very different to me because uh, we're in such different. Um, yeah. Well, I was like medical based. So how I approached medical professionals, there is a, like a set language. Now I'm in like luxury watches. It's another set language. Um, and how you communicate with creatives is going to be a set language. Right. So, yeah, that, that's what I just was just thinking as you was talking about it. I, I'm still like trying to figure it. OK, so if I can map my life out, like. I could put it on a timeline. Then I look at Chris, right? The thing I'm still trying to understand is, Dan, I know like when you talk to Chris or listen to him, there's a kind of energy that's just like, whoa, there's no like limiting beliefs. Like he's just very, very positive. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah I, I, just, I was actually thinking it's like maybe childhood though, like yeah, parental so side. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. trying to figure out. Like, did you have a childhood that was like filled with like you can do this like you can do anything yeah. you want yeah okay yeah okay. yeah just before you yeah. like answer that question i just want to it's going to be on the same vein is we talked about education and you actually had the freedom to kind of like you almost said it you kind of dosed your way through it you know you kind of just weren't really sure what you're doing you know in a lot of chinese families that is not acceptable <laughs> right yeah. like 100%. it's already mapped yeah. out for you by the parent if you haven't got your your shit together basically right so already there's a clear this you know clear thing where uh you know what you did wouldn't have been acceptable in a traditional chinese family yeah yeah the way that i appreciate i was always like totally like i could just do whatever i essentially wanted um my dad was a uh business owner himself um, so growing up, I kind of figured out who's like, oh, I kind of, I like, I like that. Like we, he doesn't have to go a nine to five. Like we can just yeah. go do this on a Tuesday. If I'm yeah. off, like that's quite nice. Um, so I like that. And I was always thinking in the sense of, uh, growing up, at least up until like probably like 16, 17, I was like, I'll start my own business. I don't know what it will be, but I always wanted to just be my own boss and essentially if it didn't work probably family would back me anyway mm. so like screw it um that's kind of like and, and then and then it goes into the chance where like that was an option so you do this that was another completely different story but i was always told like it was like just do whatever um i was in just like what daniel just said it's very very different to a lot of my friends where everyone is like i have friends where like he is a he's a lawyer right now and he's already been a lawyer for like like four years mm -hmm. and his dad is like a very like a prominent doctor in hong kong mm -hmm. and his parents are still pushing him to be a doctor like and he's like <laughs> okay. like yeah. he's like they're still saying like i know you make decent money but why yeah. aren't you a doctor like it, it's still a thing Jeez. so 
he doesn't get that. And he was like, yeah. mom, like, I'm a lawyer already. Like, what, what do you want? Like, literally, I went to school yeah. for this. And he's like, no, go back to school and then be, a, it just doesn't make sense. So like, I, I understand both sides because obviously the culture here, you like your friends and you see this, that everyone's like different, but I was just fortunate in the sense of, you know, being in that position um, of having that flexibility and choice and having the, like the support that I, I, I needed in order to do what I wanted to do. But there was still this weird thing where like, you know, as much as like, there's this support, you still like. I'm still Asian in the sense of yeah. like, there's this little like your grandparents still like you. You, you hear like chatter, like chit chat, and like yeah. you, you from like distant family members and this time. And, and until you prove yourself, you're like on the cutting board. Like you might, you, you just have like a few lives, you know. Like you, if yeah. is it working? Is it not working? Is he just dreaming? Is he like so? You you essentially there's, there's also that, but but I've been uh, I'm, I'm I'm fortunate in the sense of having the choice and having the support okay and um, I, I just want to yeah. say to like any asian kids that are going through you know that listen to this uh, even like maybe those people that have graduated become lawyers right if you're an asian family you, you you never fulfill what your parents have wanted you to be like you might become the top the yeah. best lawyer in hong kong right but in a chinese mind in your chinese parents mind they're like yeah, but you never made it as a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> like, straight crazy. up. Like, so don't hilarious. even go on that path of like trying to fulfill what your parents like wanted you. And so they eventually they'll be proud of you. That that day never comes, man, because the barrier just gets moved and moved and moved and moved. But Chris, your parents are like, we're proud of you right now. Or are they like, what, yeah. what are you doing? Okay, okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like interviewed a lot of really successful people. And yeah. there must be like a common theme you pick up when you speak to them, right? Like, what are some of these themes that you're seeing? What's so your... one of the top ones is that they're all like really effective communicators. They can really, um, not only can they get their message over, but they can also position it in the right way where it sets up the next question or the next answer or puts you in this position where it's beneficial for them, not so much in the middle. It can be twisted in a manipulative yeah. way, but yeah. I'm not not essentially that. But they're just really effective communicators because, okay. in order to lead, um, you know, big organizations, in order to be able to uh, uh, lead special teams or this that, and other, you have to be able to communicate effectively. That's that's a that's a huge thing. Uh, usually, a lot of them are. I've interviewed like in the business realm. They're all. They don't have to do it anymore, but like they can sell like crazy. They can sell anything to anyone yeah. if needed. But they're just really dialed in. Um, they are also um, highly like self motivated. I'm sure you know. Long listens to a lot of the similar podcasts yeah. as well. Um, so people usually have a very very clear cut structure. Um, with the way that they operate they, their days in, and they're really effective with the, how they control their time. So time management is huge where they have, uh, I, I've interviewed people who have like, they have like, instead of like setting an alarm in order to like then do something, they set like reverse alarms as well, where it's like, if my alarm rings at night, that means yeah. phones go off. That means an hour of it. So they, they almost like backtrack and like the day, the next day starts like the night before because everything is then pre-planned. Like tomorrow is how many tasks, this, that, and other. Yeah. But 
I've I've interviewed like there's some highly successful people where like they are like super clear cut, and some are just like in the stage where they can be more flexible. So you have to understand like uh, take everything with a grain of salt because there's everything works not for everyone, but a lot of the stuff if like you just like crowdsourcing, right? Like if and there's like ten people all say the same thing, chances of that probably is like pretty high in comparison mm-hmm. to like one person saying like you do this you'll be rich yeah. <laughs> you know um so so there's so, there's there's that so do you think um being motivated ambitious and driven and all this is this just like you're born with it or it's a product of your environment or what do you think i feel like you have to constantly cultivate it okay. so being surrounded by like one of the biggest things like you have to be surrounded by the right people the okay. people that are actually doing the things that you want to do. And there's this, there's this famous saying, right? You're the average of the five people that you yeah. hang out with the most. Yeah. So, because it just rubs off like there, you know, if everyone, you're always having like conversations where like you're the number. So I try to put myself in a room where I'm like the dumbest one on some specific okay. topic because yeah. it it's only beneficial to me. So sitting in this, like, if you guys suddenly ask me about some like watches, yeah. like, that I then, then it's beneficial to me because I would be able to learn a lot from the both of you yeah. um, on, on the types of watches. But like, yeah. so I just try to like, de- depending on like what I'm trying to achieve, I try to surround myself with like people that's like doing way bigger things because even just like, just like day-to-day like visibility yeah. rubs off a lot. And there's this concept that Ed Milet talks about, yeah. which is called like your, the way that you are is almost like, um, like a it's not a thermometer it's like um you know those eight the air con stuff the air con uh, control where like you set it to like 24 degrees and then like if it goes like above it'll cool it down but if it goes too cold it'll warm it back up and that essentially is like what you have on like a regular basis which is why you see a lot of people suddenly like make a lot of money and then lose it or because like they can't acclimate properly because they didn't level up yeah. with like knowing how to control your finances you don't know how to like invest wisely you're like spending habits are horrible so even if you win the lottery you lose it all because like you're almost like it's it's too foreign it's not comfortable for you yeah. you have so much like you have to get rid of it so yeah. it's like leveling that up constantly to put you in a better room so i personally try to like hang out with people that are like doing bigger and better things because even if they rubs off one percent on me it, yeah. it only does me yeah. good that's yeah, I, I I felt that really apparent this time when I was in Hong Kong, right? Because um, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm an expert, but I know a, a thing or two about watches. But then when I was in the room with like um, basically Oral Bax, uh, Thomas, um, even like Ziyong and the, basically the Philips team, I thought, guys, these are like, uh, to some extent, right? I thought these guys are like the Avengers. You know, like Philips watches is Philips watches the best at watch auction house, right? Because they have the Avengers. You've got Hulk right there. You've got Robert's Captain America right there. All you have to do is follow them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there's just everything. I was just learning so much. I obviously, you know, it's probably not beneficial for them. <laughs> but from from my perspective, I was like, oh, you know, I haven't been in this kind of environment before, where like I'm in so I'm at quite a few miles away from these people in terms of where I see them and what they know I'm sure yeah I'm still confident enough in my own self you know in my own knowledge and I'm confident that I can get there and stuff but 
I've never been in that environment where I thought I was like, yeah, the dumbest person in some, in some respects of what you just said. And, and that's where, that's when I thought, right, I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. So, you know, when I met Chris, we were talking about how you have a diverse group of friends, like some friends who are yeah. like this, this, and this. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you're trying to like create this environment for yourself where it's like you surround yourself with people who are like, quote unquote, better yeah. than you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound really bad, but like, how do you say no to people that, you know, aren't helping you at all? So there's two approaches I take. One is not helping you in what sense. So if it's like yeah. completely not helping you, can you fully get rid of that? There's some things where it's like, you know, it's like if like it's a person that's like really toxic, but it's yeah. like a family member, like, yeah. then well, like you can't just like, oh, let me get rid of them for life. Right. But like, yeah. but then you'd have to like uh, uh, approach it with moderation, you know, like, can I limit my certain interactions where we can keep it, you know, friendly and, and, and still mm -hmm. whatever, but like, but in, in, in moderation, but if it's like relationships, I know that like, the, not not like all relationships are supposed yeah. to like stay for the entire course of your life you know some are only for like seasons or chapters yeah. of your yeah. life so yeah. like if it if it doesn't work and it's like oh you've obviously like you haven't seen each other for like six years and they've gone this way you've gone that way there's a lot of stuff that doesn't align or this that, and other then maybe it's like you don't have to you know maintain such relationships um, so I would approach it with a sense of either moderation mm -hmm. or like, can you, if it's not beneficial at all and you don't have to like keep that time, you just, you can just keep it up. You don't have to keep in touch. Um, do, you, do you think you have a good read on people? Like, do you feel like after meeting someone, you're like, yeah, I feel like we can be friends for a while or, um, it's just, a guess I do. Okay. I do. Um, but I feel like also varies de depending on the stages of your life. And I feel like a lot of times, like this is one of the, uh, so I interviewed this guy called Steve Sims and he mm -hmm. owns like this, like, it's like the number one luxury concierge, um, in the world where like he's taking people to like, um, visit like the SpaceX factories, mm -hmm. taking people to see the Titanic. He's like had like, um, just all the crazy events mm -hmm. in the world. He's, he's done a lot of these big ones um and the way that he does it he's like he's like a british guy mm. um and he's hilarious he's like he just does like this gut test it's like if he feels it in his gut he meets someone new he's like do i want to sit down <laughs> at a pub and have a beer with yeah. this person if the answer is no i do not want to have a beer with this person chances are is it's not the guy for you or whatever there's some things yeah. where like you're able to pick up on like social cues here there and other that like you're like oh this person's probably like bad news i'm sure you've you guys have met people who are like you've just met this person but like this person seems a little shady like i don't know about his character or like he might not he seems nice but i don't know if 100 of what he's saying is true so like just trust i always just say just go with your gut like it's like obviously. Our, our mutual friend on instagram oh that, that was um, like his his surname has something to do with the seasons <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways <laughs> um well i, I, th I think yeah. um you know there are some people like as chris said where you just know straight up yeah they're shady and you would never want to be involved in whatever they're doing right exactly yeah but then there are some people that because uh, i guess one of the questions i'm going to ask you 
pretty much after this, what I say is, you know, you should always, you never know when someone's going to cash out in a way. I know that's a mm. bad way to say it, but as much as you are good at reading people, people who are good at reading people, I would say, also are aware that it isn't the times where you are good at reading them. It's when you got it wrong, right? And that, that comes back to bite you in the butt. And there's all, you always leave that extra room to think, oh, what if I'm wrong? And I think that controls how you meet everybody in a, in a humble and open way. And you leave things open for that opportunity to, for things to come back. Because we do like have limited time. And most of us, we have to work yeah, um, on, our, on whatever our business. We can't always just be spending all that time maintaining relationships, especially when we don't know, you know how much they're going to pay out, especially in the business world. So I guess, you know, my question is, um, how do you allocate like time and investment time? Because you, your time is finite, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the mm -hmm. most uh, valuable commodity um, on developing relationships and introducing new ones in without the detriment to the, your existing ones. The way that I approach it is I feel like the more hands you shake, the more the more business deals you can do, the more people, more beneficial. It only elevates your life. Um, I believe in doing it in not only, and in, so there's a finite time, amount of time, exactly. So you do stuff, which is like, there's stuff we do in person. So I, I guess this would be also count as in person in some sense, like online in, on call where we've sat here talking about, you know, for an hour and a half of mm -hmm. what we, we want to talk about. But there's stuff like interactions where it only costs you like, a very, very small amount of time where it's like on email, on text, on. Yeah. So I variate the amount of interactions that I get and I try to like maximize. And that's why a lot of people do brand building, right? It's like you want to meet a lot of people this time, uh, like for, in, on, in this specific aspect in life or this specific mm -hmm. industry. Let's just put watches, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to meet all these people in watches, like, what if you were to be able to build something or brand yourself enough where these people all want to meet you instead? So you're leveraging different sort of times. And that's why people spend a lot of money branding and running ads and this time because like if more people are able to see them and align their values and what they like with them, then they'll be coming to you and you can almost have a uh, uh, not not a system, but like a way in order to categorize and nurture and develop these relationships as you see fit. If some people are, you can clearly tell like you guys align, you guys click, it makes sense. You guys both are able to provide value to each other. I want to nurture this relationship. Then I can take it from an online aspect to an offline aspect where we're grabbing, you know, having a cigar, having a drink, chit-chatting in order to build that further. Um, some might only be a very transactional one where they align with you, you don't align with them. So I think it's like being able to like filter and sift through these sort of relationships in a grand scheme that allows you to then spend time effectively. Um, but I feel like even if like, if you think about it, right? Like if you ask, if you only spent like 10 minutes a day asking three people that, you know, every single day, can I'm looking for this? Can you help me with that? Like, just think about like the statistical success of you DMing like or messaging even yeah. friends, right? Like three yeah. friends is like, I'm looking for this specific watch. Do you know where I can get yeah. this watch or what? Like yeah. if you ask well, that, the that's, three that's why you have to find me. <laughs> exactly. So, so now see, so now there's a new connection where it's like, if I want you watch and I'm like, yeah. okay, let me speak to Daniel. Then. Yeah. 
Like yeah. it's just it just opens more doors. Like just people just don't do it. Yeah. I think I think you touch on an important point here, which is the personal branding thing, right? Because like we just said, time is so important. So you might shake a hand, you might meet someone, but for whatever reason, at that particular moment, you can't quite fully cement that relationship how you'd want it to be. Yes. But you know what? You can exchange an Instagram account and bang, straight away, he's got access to information more about you by looking at your feed. And that 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 personal branding is extremely powerful, right? Yeah. Obviously, we know images to people, you're in marketing, is extremely powerful in influencing people. Uh, so developing that personal brand and how you want to be portrayed, I guess, is like, really important I, I kind of like laughing because i'm just thinking you know long one posts a lot of food pictures like no hey so does he is food no but okay what i no but it's true though it is you though yeah. you know what i mean it is you i laugh yeah. but it's you but what i'm also <laughs> wondering is because he meets a lot of like even kols and people who are just i think just good looking right so do you go to the person? I oh, know when the person approaches you, do you say, hey, you, your value is zero, like you're just good looking? <laughs> or do you try and say, now we're going to create some value for you? Or do you sometimes think oh, it's such a shame that she can't see that she has more to her than just looks? Well, I think that that depends on like what sort of like relationship you're trying to build. But I feel like you approach the way if you approach every relationship where yeah. you're trying to provide more value, and you don't expect in return. Everyone, like, you can't just give. Like, you don't, you're supposed to, like, give and not expect return in, in some sort of level. Like, mm -hmm. if you're able to do that with every sort of interaction, then you'll always get what you want because you help other people get, like, and, like, we have this, like, social, because we're all social animals. We yeah. don't like this feeling, the majority of people don't like this feeling of being indebted to someone. So yeah. if I do something really big for you, doesn't mean that I have to cash in on that or am I in my head yeah. thinking about like I have to want to cash in on that but like it just you would naturally want to reciprocate mm. so yeah. it's just standing up on those levels so like if I meet like people that are KOLs or this that, and other they're like oh I'm into you know fashion and like creating food yeah, content yeah. and I was like yeah. okay how what about if I introduce you to this PR company that I know that spe specialize in doing these high-end restaurants and they yeah. can invite you to these yeah. events they'd be like that's great like that i would love that then you connect those two then this person the old person that owns the pr company is yeah. like wow like it's amazing chris remembered me and introduced yeah. me that other person's like wow that's amazing i gotta eat free yeah. food and just post about it and do one of one so like it's like a win-win situation we're like yeah. and they both then would naturally associate me when they see each other it just it just it's like a win-win okay. when everyone's happy situation yeah. Okay. Um, so long, I just... long, long switched off as soon as she heard free food. So yeah, you might I have did. to say what you just said. <laughs> I did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> lost her right there. I was like, now I know who to ask when I need free food. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just thinking, any advert where Lola gets to eat free food, like, Lola's <laughs> down. Just dream job, straight there. Dream it job. Is my dream job. Yeah. Okay. Lola wants that. Um, I know Lola wants the Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Connect. Starbucks wants... deal. <laughs> Please, is Starbucks ever gonna listen to this episode? Okay. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, you interviewed this guy called Evan Carmichael. Am I saying yes. it right? Yeah. Yes. And he. Oh, I've seen to... his videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So he and so Chris interviewed him, and um, he talked about the kind of content people consume and how. Most people consume stuff in entertainment mode, Netflix, YouTube, blah, 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 all the stuff comes in. 
Yeah. Um, what is what are you like with consuming content? Are you very conscious what you put in? Um, or I I feel like I need to do a better job. That's not something I do like as much as I don't want to, I still do like mindlessly scroll on like yeah. reels or whatnot every once in a while. Um, so I do have to be more conscious of that, but I'm a very it's fortunate that like I really enjoy what I do. So like a lot of the content I consume is also on what I do because it doesn't actually feel like work. It just feels like stuff that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's very similar to like what like like reading uh something about watches or this and other is not considered work for you. It's just yeah. like, but for someone else, they might be like, why am I reading this? Like my <laughs> iPhone tells time. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do I have to, yeah. you know, who cares? Yeah. What about this yeah. specific complication or why it does this or why is this so expensive? Like, I don't care. So yeah. it just varies, right? But I consume a lot of stuff. So like I I love watching like YouTube or like when I we chatted on this last time yeah. where like when I'm working out, I'm like listening to a podcast where I'm commuting yeah. or this that, and there. I just try to like absorb when I can, but I still have to control myself because like I do suddenly just like fall into a pit where like someone yeah. sends me this reel. I'm like, Oh, this is great. And I start yeah. scrolling and it's like yeah, yeah. an hour goes by and I'm yeah. still like, this dog looks cute. Let <laughs> me like, you know, like I'm, I, I still fall into that. You're getting your dopamine hits. Exactly. Yeah. You keep scrolling and like, they know exactly what you like yeah so it's like they vary it up it's like you get a dog person then you get like a few watches and then you yeah. get like some food and like you're yeah. like oh yeah so it, it they do they just get it okay so what is your daily routine like uh, are you do you have like rituals in place i know you work out religiously um but do you do uh, all the like those must do things like meditate blah 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 <laughs> it's it's so my friends think I'm like hella weird and like mm-hmm. I do have a routine to like an extent mm-hmm. but when I think about what I when I when I I think we ch- chatted about it like briefly last time mm-hmm. so I've been like I've been journaling yeah. for the past like five years and it's been it's been amazing I love it I use yeah. like the five minute journal it literally yeah. takes me five minutes so like I've been doing that yeah um my routines are also more so um set on like um like more like health beneficial okay so like because you have the sleep blanket thing the heat yeah so i have like the 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 uler the chili pad right like i have like the 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 weird like spy kids looking glasses where you look like an absolute nerd where it's like completely red yeah um i like i'm wearing an aura ring yeah um i'm like conscious about like my coffee intake I'm uh, uh, aware of like the way that like my, my diet is like controlled. But like other than that, like it's, it's like back to like the routines things. Like I journal every day yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work out every other day. Um, I sleep and wake on a very consistent schedule. Okay. So I don't, um, I try my best yeah. besides the weekend to like keep my sleep schedule like really like on the, the same. So like my body just knows like when to like shut off, when to yeah. wake up. Yeah. Um. That's like kind of it. I meditate once in a while, like like yeah. in the morning. And oh, but the thing that oh, actually, the way that I approach it is I use this thing called Blinkist. I don't know if you guys yeah, know Blinkist. The, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So like I've been using Blinkist for like a year and a half, and like literally every single morning when I have my coffee, I'm able yeah. to binge because I listen. I I like I'm an audio person. I can't. Yeah. I read really really slow. Yeah, so whatever cool. book or whatever that I want to learn or like, yeah. but I listen to it. 
Yeah. So Boinkist, I literally binge two books every day. So even if I only retain I, the way that I approach is like, even if I retain only a very, very small amount of information yeah. on that, whatever, if I do it over a yeah. year and you only read like two books a year, like yeah. who do you think is going to know more stuff? Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. So that's the way that I approach it. I absolutely love Blinkist. I would like to thank Blinkist for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please use the code Lung Lung to get 15% off off your first year subscription. I wish. <laughs> All proceeds will go to my next uh my yeah. next uh Patek bleep. Yeah. Um, no, I do the same. So my favorite author is this guy called Robert Green, and he wrote yes. Laws of Power. And I rewatch his stuff like create every single day when I do my makeup, wash my face, whatever. I have an iPad and I just keep watching his stuff, like every single thing I can find. And I just think if I can just take away even one or two lessons, like in a yeah. year, it just beats all the people already. Um, exactly. My friend actually just interviewed him like two days ago. So I'm, I'm excited. I might, I might try to get him on the show as well. Oh my God. He is. I think he's like one of the most brilliant, like just minds. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's a, he's a really smart guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you said journaling. Uh, what are the journal prompts? Like, how, what are you writing? Oh, it's it's very simple. So the okay. things it's like in the morning, you write three things that you're grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Three things that will make today great. Yeah. Yeah. And then one kind of like daily affirmation, whatever. That's like in the morning. And at night, yeah. that at night, you write three things that was amazing today. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that you learned. So it literally yeah. takes me like five minutes in the morning and I don't miss it. Like I'm a guy that like, I, I don't know if I'm like just naturally like this. I'm like, yeah. if, if I find like a habit or like something, I'm, I, I can stick with consistency. Like I don't get bored of stuff or yeah. then I always do it religiously. And that's somewhat of a superpower of mine yeah. where like, I don't miss, I won't miss it. Even if it's like I'm running late or whatever, I won't miss it. Um, okay. So so it just works out in my favor because like I have friends that like would journal for like 10 days and then they just suddenly forget and they went yeah. two, four days without on a trip and didn't bring it. And this, I, like yeah. for like three years straight, I don't think I've missed like, yeah, I might miss like one night because I came home too late. I journal in back in the morning, but like, as yeah. in, I do not break a single day. Do you, is this in a physical book form or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I used to do the gratitude thing in the morning as well, but then. I kid you not. Some of my gratitude things I write are like, I'm just grateful. I had such an amazing breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay, I do too. So, okay. Well, I, I think it varies between like the grand scheme of things and what it yeah. just changes. Like, so it's like the thing where like, um, it's called your RAS, right? Your reticular activated system where like where you're focusing on, it's like when you think about yellow cars and then suddenly you see all these yellow cars around you, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of concept. Where like if you're just training yourself with like the, the 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 through the lens of gratitude on a daily basis, then you're just more you just you're just better because you're grateful for a lot more different things where it could be small. It's like my cup of coffee was good or yeah. uh uh or or yeah, I don't I don't think it's a specific thing that it's the feeling of like just waking up and you feel grateful because it sets yeah. you up right for the day. So it could exactly. be yeah, like yeah, you're grateful of the breakfast long, but I guess you know if you take that deeper just be grateful that you have such a good access to food mm-hmm. right yeah. uh, you know and healthy food because a lot of people it just reminds you a lot of people don't have that right 100 mm-hmm. so 
it just sets you up so nicely for the day i think that's that's the best thing about gratitude is mm. if you were feeling shit at the beginning of the day after you write that you have a completely it can, yes. it can turn your perspective around in the shortest time mm. than anything I else i agree okay. Okay, uh, last big topic is that before Chris got into everything he's doing now, he started off with fashion. So he, he oh, I don't want to call you a fashion blogger, no, but no, no, no. you were mainly all the way fashion. Was it just fashion or was it like? Uh, it was like fashion and lifestyle just because okay. I, going back to what we were saying at the very, very beginning, mm-hmm. it's just like, that's what like paid the most. I was just following. I wasn't doing it. I, obviously, there's some people that absolutely love it. And there's some yeah. people that, like, that, that's, like, the way forward. But, like, at that age, that stage mm-hmm. of, like, what I was in, I was just trying to get paid. So I was like, who gets paid the most? Let's yeah. do more of that. So um, it was, like, fashion and lifestyle content that I, I I created. Was there a formula for, like, okay, to make it big in fashion, you have to show up to as many shows as possible? Or, like... There is a formula in the sense of, like, you can get really geeky and techy with this kind of stuff. Like, and there's a lot like with Instagram, like now there's obviously videos in this, that, and that, but when I was did, like, it's like a photo. And like, there's a lot of stuff where like, if you're put some thought behind it, you can like really like be quite manipulative in the sense of like, people take things when you're scrolling on Instagram you take things at face value like you don't put that much thought into so if I put my thought into like curating a special photo because I feel like there's certain elements in there that can like make you think a certain way then I'm light years ahead because the average consumer would just be oh that's cool like it next like oh that's cool and then over time that becomes what you think of certain person or you know this person mm-hmm. whereas like you know lung lung has a a, a, a resting bitch face so she yeah. probably <laughs> i'm just saying uh, you've been yeah. re- have you been the recipient of that face as well with him it's all like good vibes I'm, like happy uh, that's hilarious <laughs> just don't know that's well so enough funny. mate that's so funny <laughs> Okay, this last bit is a bit random, but because there's such a huge like age gap between you and Dan, I just want to point that out. So Dan, yeah. I'm going to say a bunch of words that he has used on his Instagram post. And this goes like way back. And you have to oh try and like, God. tell me not. if you understand what it means. Okay, let's not. Oh, my okay. God. What is what is drip? I actually know which post you're talking about. Yeah, as well. Dan. What what do what I is, have to answer? Yeah, you have to answer. What is drip? Without what is drip? Yeah. No, what but you have to give mean? him like. Oh, I don't know if there's okay, cons- put it, uh, okay, context put it, though, right? Okay, like, put it in a sentence then. Like your drip looks nice today. Yeah, your or, drip looks nice today. Oh, I have no clue what that means. Just try and guess. Your drip looks your outfit. Nice. Kind of oh. like yeah, like like the the whole vibe, yeah, like yeah, the whole <laughs> vibe, the, like your whole outfit, like usually like. Okay. You're like sometimes it might be a car or like the entire thing just works. Okay. okay. Next yeah. one. Trap. <laughs> You're not even giving context to these okay, words. Put it, put, you it can't just a, say, put it in a sentence. I don't know. You put it in a sentence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Check out my trap. <laughs> oh, right. Check out my long I swear if you said that out like to a lot of people. <laughs> I think you get him a lot of undue attention. I know there's a lot of undue things. That's hilarious. I I, I, I don't know, man. 
I would say it's kind of the same. same. Really? It's like you're a Lalo's just trying to oh, check out my like Lalo's just trying to screw you over in this okay, segment. Yeah. You're just okay. completely done, bro. Like okay, but last one though. <laughs> Even I was confused about this one. Securing oh the God. bag. Oh, that's like so common. What do you mean? Securing the bag. Yeah. Does that mean like you know getting a deal done or something? Well, and essentially, right? Like when you when people getting say the like, money, right? Yeah, yeah, get the bag. Like right, like when you're like yeah. you're trying to secure the bag, right? If you people say like if you secured it, then like you've like, you either got that deal done or like yeah. some like in a, in a bigger context is like, yeah. I'm a big basketball fan. Yeah. So if like, like Stephen Curry gets like uh, X, uh, hundreds of million dollar deal. Then like he secured the bag. Like he, he got it done. Right. Like he just got this, like, so I could say, of- I could say to somebody like, <laughs> Hey bro, don't worry. With long, long, I secured the bag. Yeah. That just means like, the trap was dripping. God. Right. And it wouldn't be my fault if somebody like misunderstood that. Let's hope not. All right. That that ends our That's English so lesson funny. for today. And That's hilarious. Dan, before I end, any questions for Chris? Yeah, I do have one question. All like right, a legitimate actual question. Which was uh okay. When you when you start on your entrepreneurship entrepreneurship journey, um you know, obviously making money is uh, a high priority, you yes. know, survive and, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, you know, prove to you your have family, to secure whatever. The bag. You have to secure yeah. the Once bag. Once you secure yeah, the bag. Like, I'd be vibing. <laughs> and then afterwards, when you get to a, like a, like a level of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. What then keeps you motivated to keep going? You know I, I mean? think okay on on the real level it's uh it, it's it's impact. I think one of the biggest things, obviously, getting paid to do what you do is fantastic, yeah. but yeah. I think it's being able to like impact like their businesses because the way that we on my businesses we help um like high growth brands or, or or companies like scale using Facebook and Instagram advertising and being able to help them actually achieve that scale and that growth that allows them to then do bigger and better things where they come back and say, Hey, Chris, that was crazy. That was amazing because you, because of what this happened, we're now able to do that. That is like, that is like basically so proof of of your strategy, proof of uh, your validation that what you did was actually correct and worked in the marketplace and less so of, because you know, you're going to get rewarded either way. Right. But, the fact but it's that, the uh, impact that does it has on them on a personal level because they are now able to hire X amount more of employees, or they're able to open up another location, or they about they're they, like it's like that sort of like real life impact that just it just always blows me away and always like waking up with like some sort of email or like this that another it just that is is fantastic. I just absolutely love that being able to help other people. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I wanted to say I love vibing like that. (laughs) (laughs) Love is just a joke. God. Yeah. Can't take her anywhere. Can't take her anywhere. Yeah. She should stay home. All right. Starbucks. Yeah, and have Starbucks. Thank you, Starbucks, and thank you, Blinkist. Um. (laughs) All right. So that ends our episode, Chris. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. 
no thank you for having me this was a blast yeah um look forward to catching up with you in real life let's do it let's do it minus dan um as always to all <laughs> listeners please like and subscribe you can find me and dan on our ig page and hope everyone had a good christmas and see you on the next one bye bye as always thank you for listening to the waiting list podcast we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and if you have any questions comments or feedback feel free to reach out to us at the waiting list podcast on instagram or via our private accounts we'll see you on the next one bye, bye. bye.